G'day dads, welcome to episode 34 and the Easter Anzac Day edition of the Shit Dad Podcast where we celebrate our big man blunders because we're all in the same boat when it comes to fatherhood. I'm Nick, married father of three, five and a seven year old and I was greeted on Easter morning after a night shift by three massive glued together chocolate smiles. (laughs) (laughs) Nice mate. I'm going to jump in, Cam. Sorry, mate. Um, I'm Dave, married father of two girls now, um, almost three-year-old and a two-week-old, and um, I've just gone back into sleeping in three-hour chunks, and fuck, it is killing me. <laughs> we call those power naps. Uh, and I'm Cam, father to a three-and-a-half-year-old and a two-year-old, and uh, I think I've officially given up trying to keep up with Triple J music. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? Can you give us your, your best uh, your best shit dad introduction there, Leroy? Yes. So, Leroy, married father to three kids, um, eight, five, and one-year-old. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on, Leroy. Obviously, um, we're going to get to a little great interview with you today um, and keen to hear all about your dad lifestyle and what you've been doing there with your business. Um, but before we do that, we'll just crack into a couple of dad jokes. How does the Easter Bunny keep his fur looking so nice? He uses hairspray. Oh. What do you got, Dave? All right, I got um, what do hamburgers go to the gym to get better buns? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Better than the hairy (laughs) ones. Now, boys, um, as, as you guys know, you, you wouldn't yet, Leroy, but the boys will know that I recently went for a promotion interview at work. Um, so I helped myself to a glass of water, but I poured it until it overflowed. And the panel chair asked me if I was nervous. And I just said, no, not at all. I always just give 110%. <laughs> Classic dad one. <laughs> Now, uh, April is obviously our special guest month. We've had a few um, excellent guests on. We've had Maddie Acton. We've had John O'Steedman, the nutritionist from last week. Uh, More to come later uh, in this month as well, obviously. And tonight we're excited to chat with Leroy. Um, So before we crack in, we wanted to do a shout-out to Smashing Fibers, our sponsor. Uh, I think if if you're like me, you probably need to work off some of those uh, Easter egg chocolates uh, with some new workout gear. So go on the website uh, and enter code FREESHIT at checkout and get yourself some new workout gear. Did you get yourself an Easter haircut, Cam? <laughs> no, I do. I'm going to shave my head next week for uh, charity. So next time you'll see me, I'll be bald. How good's that? Nice, mate. All right, let's get into our dad chat with Leroy. Uh, do, you have a, uh, do you have a dad joke you want to share with the crew there, Leroy? No, I've actually got nothing. I've been Ben Kyron, um, Victoria Crossman, is a good friend, and I've been watching his Instagram stories lately. And he, I don't know what, there must be like a dad joke, like Instagram handle or something like that. And he's been sharing. I've been getting good, a good chuckle out of it. I can't remember them uh, off the top of my head, unfortunately. I wish I had it here right now. But um, yeah, if, if you don't already follow him and you, you want to keep up with your daily dad joke, he seems to be. Popping them off left, right, and center at the moment. So <laughs> jump on into Instagram. Yeah, good's that. You know, well, uh, well, we'll kick off our dad chat with you, mate. I'll, uh, if I'd love to just start it off, if you could just tell us a bit, a bit about yourself and what you do, and a bit about your family. Yeah, so married, three kids. Uh, got an eight-year-old boy, a five-year-old boy, and a one-year-old girl. Um, 
Yeah, in after school, I joined the army. Uh, spent six years in the military. Uh, left that in 2011, um, and did one tour over to East Timor in 2007, 2008. Um, and yeah, once I got out of the army, I started a group fitness business. Uh, so ran group fitness classes up here in Noosa for about six years before selling that company. Uh, at the same time, we started another business uh, running fitness holidays around the world. So we used to take groups to Bali, Thailand, Everest Base Camp, um, and also up here on, on the Sunshine Coast as well. Um, COVID sort of shut that down at the same time we are kicking off uh, the fitness holidays. Uh, sorry, the, the Fit Dad lifestyle. And I was also doing a bit of private security over in Afghanistan at the time as well. So... Yeah, sort of faded that one out, um, which sort of led to the Fit Dad lifestyle. So obviously with the job overseas and selling the other business, we had a bit of time on our hands and a bit more you know, money in the, in the account. And um, yeah, it allowed us to travel quite a bit, uh, especially in the downtime. So, you know, we would be over in Bali or Thailand or America and, you know, on our breaks. And, you know, we didn't really think about it at the time, but we were just posting the workout videos, like stuff we were doing in the RV, if we were you know, traveling around the States, or stuff we were doing in the villas over in Bali, and um, you know, it led to a few old clients, and also a few people on, on social media just wanting you know, ideas and tips you know, for what they could do with their families. So you know, a small Facebook group got created, which then turned into you know, a few people wanting to invite their friends, and yeah, that, that same group we have today with about 6,000 dads uh, in it um, from, from around the world now. And um, it's not just fitness workouts. You know, what was the plan back then to be, I guess, an online trainer and, you know, just promote, you know, solely fitness and, you know, better nutrition is more, I guess, a overall approach to you know, not only fatherhood, but life in general. You know, we help people out with, you know, business, um, you know, mental health, physical health, um, and you know everything in between. So we also heavily rely on that community and keep a negative free space there. And you know because it is quite heavily vetted, you know there's probably not a problem in the world that any of us are going through that someone out of that community hasn't already been through and knows the answer. So you know rather than sitting there and struggling and not asking for help, um, we've found that a lot of people uh, have being able to get the solution a lot quicker, uh, feel like they're in a safe environment away from, you know, the, I guess, the public forum of social media and be able to, you know, feel comfortable in that. So, yeah, that's probably the the backstory of how we got to, you know, where we are now and, mm. and how it all started uh, in the interim. Mate, that's an awesome cause, amazing. It's sort of what we're trying to do, but obviously not on that sort of level, which is great, but... I'm trying to work out your timeline here. Is this when you were over in Thailand and doing the uh, the traveling and the the hectic workouts overseas? Were you had you had the kids by then? Like yeah. when you'd done the um, when you were doing the private yeah. security? Yeah, yeah. So I our first born was in in 2013. So um, yeah, we we still had the uh, the fitness business here in Noosa. Uh, the fitness holidays they would come to the the Bali and Thailand ones. So yeah, they were very versed and, and well traveled uh, very early. Uh, which you know, our youngest daughter, she's never even been on a plane at one. Whereas our other two kids had 
travelled halfway around the world, you know, multiple times by the time they were that age. But, um, yeah, so when I was doing the private security stuff overseas, it was eight to 12 weeks stints at a time away from, away from the family, which was tough living in not only a different time zone, but also living through FaceTime essentially and, you know, the pressures of my wife having to, you know, basically run run the household and you know being mum and dad and everything else in between so that's amazing um what what effect did that have on your family at the time um mate, i think just a bit of you know the kids were i think the youngest was uh one and a half maybe um and harry he would have been about three or four so they were just like dads away from work. Um, they at, at that age, you know, yeah, they missed me, but they knew that when dad was away, you know, we, we talked through you know, FaceTime and when he was back, we were traveling. Essentially, that was sort of how we were running it anyway. Um, so, yeah, we always had something to look forward to. Um, they weren't really at an age where, you know, if I went around away now, like even the trips I do to America, like in this one would be only a week, it's a lot different to you know, the stuff that, that we had done in the past. So, yeah, it's different ages and I think it's probably done at the right time before they, you know, got too versed on what was really happening. Yeah, do you, do you have any dad advice, do you think, for... Because uh, there would be other dads in your situation, obviously, uh, well, your past situation. Um, a lot of guys travel for work, FIFO especially. Do you have any sort of dad advice for um, guys who are away from their kids for prolonged periods? One thing that I did, like obviously everything is all digital these days. So what I would do is every night I'd actually, in my notebook, I'd write a letter, handwritten letter. Uh, then I'd just use like the TurboScan app on the on the phone. And I'd scan that letter and email it uh, to, to my wife and she'd print it out and then go put it in the mailbox. So every day they got a letter from dad. That's that awesome. was a, essentially a handwritten letter. So that was sort of the little things that I sort of, did at the time uh, just to sort of make it feel like you know there was that physical I guess you know element to me being away um, rather than just you know the FaceTimes and the bedtime stories or or stuff like that because you know I, I forget what the time zone was I think Australia was about seven or eight hours ahead so you know our midnight over there they were waking up so we were missing that first half of the day and then by the time you speak to them you know, and, and you're busy doing different jobs and different things, you know, tasks that you're meant to be doing. It was sort of hit and miss. You could go some days where it was a 10 minute chat and other days where you had hours upon hours. So it was sort of, you know, trying to keep some sort of routine. And, um, yeah, I found the letters to be probably the best way to do that. That's awesome. Some personal as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I especially wanted to know with that sort of long distance thing, a lot of, a lot of, Parents sort of put a lot of things up on Facebook and Instagram, um, like the happy snaps of or what sort of socials worthy. Because as we all know, um, those sort of family happy photos on Instagram and Facebook are that one percent of your day, the best, the best part of your day, sort of thing. So, just yeah. want, wanted to sort of know how that that would sort of make you have a lot more happy socials times um, when you get home from traveling, wouldn't it? Like make sure that it's not yeah. the 1% of the day, it's like 20% of your day. Yeah, exactly. I, I think the problem that you be when you are over there, and it's probably more relevant to the 5 guys now, is 
social media, you know, you've got TikTok, you've got all the lives, you've got everything in between and you can really feel very alone and depleted like you are missing out because you're seeing your, your potentially your family with your friends going to the beach or going on you know, the boat or going to birthdays, weddings, you know, whatever. And I think, you know, you're seeing this highlight reel of what's going on, but you're not seeing the, you know, the other 23 hours of the struggles of home life or the struggles of kids being sick and trying to run a business or trying to, you know, do different things on the side. So, you know, it, it definitely makes it hard, uh, the whole social media, like in social media in general, I, I think, you know, I've made my bed, unfortunately. I'd love to have a break from social media. I'm, I'm sick of being forced to, or feeling the, you know, to be forced to now keep up with not only a community online, which feels like a full-time job in itself, but, you know, a page of, you know, 40,000 over here on the Facebook and whatever on the Instagram and the podcast. Like, But I have to sort of accept that now um, until we grow and get big enough to be able to employ people for those. That's for those roles and to be able to take that. That's influence of life, mate. <laughs> I hate it, mate. I, honestly, I hate it. And that's why I try and, but especially, I haven't done it for a while because I've just been that busy, but I used to jump on the Instagram just to give like real talks and just post videos. And you know, now at the moment, I just feel like I've got all the content there, but I just that busy. I'm just posting something for the sake of posting it just to keep things ticking over. But, I, I even thought today, maybe I'll just get rid of Instagram and just concentrate on like, you know, Facebook and YouTube or I can just the podcast and just sort of take away one of those pressures. Definitely. I was going to ask as well, um, you mentioned that online online community, so that mostly sits in Facebook, does it? Yeah, 100%. So that's completely Facebook-based. Yeah, yeah. Do you, have you I, found, um, there you go. No, I, and, and the reason it's Facebook-based is I only use my personal uh, account within that group. So everything comes across personal. So if, I, if someone's struggling, if someone's asking for support or guidance or motivation, then it's it's a real person having that conversation. I could hide behind the Fit Dad Lifestyle you know, main page and put all the posts in there as, as the page or the brand, but I feel that takes away and becomes more... A, Transaction, you know, pushing people back towards what we're doing rather than, you know, someone on the other end actually, you know, there as an ear or there as a, you know, source of information. So, you know, that's probably one of the biggest things, you know, that I've sort of glad I started and probably glad I stuck with is, you know, being more personal on there. Um, I find that I find that's a lot better off for the engagement and also, you know, the fact that, you know, we try and you actually care about the, the people that we're interacting with, not trying to just ultimately push them to a website and do a sale or something like that. Hmm. Does that take well, a lot of time away from your kids, to... Leroy? Sorry, Cam. Uh, yeah, my, my screen time app usually pops up about four hours a day. Um, but that's taking into account the, like, probably a couple, couple of goes on the toilet there for just flicking and hiding and making so this good probably hours there, I reckon, throughout the day of hiding from the kids in there and, um, <laughs> But, you know, running multiple businesses and, you know, different time zones, there's, there's a lot of work stuff there as well. And, you know, um, I, it's, it, it definitely takes away from them. You know, we've got a warehouse as well. So I run my office out of out of the warehouse. 
but the kids are like, you've got scooters there, skateboards there. They're always running across all the packaging, making cubby houses. So they come there quite a bit. Mm. Um, but that's why I try and change. Like my day starts at 4 a.m. My alarm goes off at 4. I'm at the gym by, say, quarter to 5. Um, I come home, go for a run, walk the dog, and I can get all that done by the time my kids wake up. So that's a sacrifice I make in the morning to make sure that that two hours of me training dog, you know, walking, getting emails done, dealing with stuff, you know, overseas with the different time zone can be done, which allows me to then help the wife out with morning routine or, you know, just be around and hang out with the kids. So, you know, it, I, I try and take, I guess, time here and put it back over here and, you know, make sure that I make up for that time elsewhere. Did your, um, your time, you know, when you said you're doing running fitness companies and before you before you got so much, or before you had kids even, did you notice that uh, it was dads or parents in particular kind of coming to you with certain, like, struggles with, with things like, um, you know, fitness or finding time for fitness? Yeah, time is the biggest thing I've found out of, you know, the last two or three years dealing, you know, with the fit that lifestyle is people don't think they've got enough time. Um, and like I mentioned with the screen time app, it's not until we tell them right now that 168 hours a week that's open that app right now in front of me on Facebook. And, you know, they open it up and, you know, that just like, and this is after they've told me they don't have 15 minutes to train, don't have 10 minutes to go for a run, don't have time to, you know, meal prep. And, you know, they've gone through every excuse in the book and we open their FaceTime app and we see, you know, YouTube, one hour and a half, Facebook and a half an hour, Instagram this, and you're like, well, this is why you don't have time because your goals don't match your, well, sorry, the reality of what you're doing don't match your goals. And, you know, this is the answer right here. So until what you're wanting out of life or what you're doing out of life actually marries up with the goals that you're chasing and, you know, there's your answer right there, I guess, in, in regards to the time that we can see. And, and half these people, it's not like, you know, myself or you guys, where you're trying to run a business through social media or through, you know, technology and you can account for all the time. Like I waste just as much as everyone else, but, you know, it's, yeah, sort of these people are working in accounting firms or tradies and, you know, not running their own business. So it's not like they're, you know, using it or even half of it for, you know, professional reasons. You've done the right thing by hiding from your kids in the studio. With the boys, you know, we get caught in some of those, um, bad habits with it it's easy to oh 100 you just get caught down that rabbit hole and the algorithms are that good now where you watch one video and it just sucks you into the next one and it just keeps belting them out and you just yeah half an hour later you're like oh shit i was meant to be doing that (laughs) leroy mate Um, sorry cam you 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 spoke leroy about a few things that you do mate you wake up that at 4 a.m um you get your time there um you keep yourself healthy, obviously physically and mentally, you know, because it's time for you away. What about an average, an average bloke? You spoke about it before, you know, looking at the screen time, doing those things. What can an average dad or an average bloke do just to to kickstart that, mate? The, the healthy lifestyle. What would you recommend? Right, get up, get up an hour earlier, or even get up fifteen minutes earlier. Um, you know, the only thing stopping you getting up early is the fact that you're probably laying on bed on your phone watching Netflix or something at night anyway. Like once you put the kids to bed, you know, it's that hour or two where you get time to yourself at times of life. But there's probably a good chance that once the kids are bed in bed and, you know, depending on what age the kids are and, you know, how much responsibility you need to put into, you know, them putting themselves to bed or you actually putting them to bed, it's like, well, 
why can't you go to sleep an hour after or half an hour after? Like, there's, there's, you know, if I've got nothing to do, then I'll go to sleep at nine o'clock. If the kids are in bed by eight thirty or eight, you know, I don't need to stay up just to prove, you know, that I stay up and watch this or do that. You know, I'd rather, you know, get some quality sleep and get up earlier to be able to, you know, give myself the best chance of success that next day and, you know, get those early morning goals ticked off. Um, and I think that that's probably my best advice is, you know, just set the alarm early, set five alarms, put the phone on the other side of the room if you have to, and you're going to hate it for the first week, but it will just become the new routine, just like, you know, your current routine once was as well. Yeah, nice. Okay, so just yeah, simple alarms. That's we, We've spoken about it before, you know, those, yeah. those little things, you know, just get it going. It's always it's always hard. I'm thinking about it at the moment though too, like where, where I'm in chunks. Or I'm sleeping in blocks where the last thing I want to think about is going for a walk or going to do that hit workout, you know, or whatever it is. But I'm just trying to trying to pop the three year old in, you know, in the trike and going for a walk. Um, yeah, know, just a little bit of our time too, bonding as well. So mm. I'm trying to do that. Um, you know, when the way yeah, up. well, just like yeah, like apart from you know, smashing yourself in the workout and feeling you know shit from the workout, you doing physical fitness or even yoga or stretching or Pilates or whatever it is that you're, you're into, you never feel bad afterwards. And, you know, it really does set you up for the rest of the day. And, and the biggest thing by getting it done first thing in the morning is as dads, we all have those things that just pop up, whether it's a work meeting, whether it's a sick child, whether it's school, you know, after school sport or, you know, whatever the case is, even though you might have every intention to do something after work or after school or whenever you get home, there's 20 more things that can pull that away from you than, than the actual chance of you getting it done. So, you know, if you get it done in the morning, no matter what happens for the rest of the day, you've already ticked that goal and, you know, you can maintain that, you know, physical and mental edge that allows you to be, I guess, at the optimal, you know, position for your role, not only as a father, but, you know, just for your own self-being. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, look, just jumping on that, I told the boys um, a little while back that I, I'd jump on and I'd take your energy supplements. Um, yep. Man, I, I find a big difference, you know, in my energy as well uh, when I have it. I had one this afternoon too because I knew I needed the kick, um, you know. So where, where did that all, I guess, come about, mate? Like how did you, you know, jump down that, that rabbit warren? Yeah, well, first of all, I appreciate the support. Um, <laughs> I have – I've two a day as well. I literally have one in the morning at four and then another one at one o'clock just to get me through that afternoon sort of push. Um, but yeah, mate, it's sort of come around from the group. So we used to give, obviously, um, at, like advice, like, you know, fitness plans, meal plans, and, and people would always ask, just myself personally, what stuff do you use? And I'd always tell them whatever I was using at the time, which was, you know, I, I didn't really have anything in particular, it was either what's on special at this store or, you know, it was always a, a pre-workout, a sort of BCA and a protein, you know, typically was the, the main go-to, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, brand loyal or, you know, there was a few favorites in there. But um, one, one day, once someone in the group uh, basically said, you know, instead of answering this question, you know, another hundred times, like we've already seen, why don't you just start your own? And I'm like, actually, that's a great idea. And I think at the time, I think I had, you know, that five grand stashed away. And I said, right, I've got this money uh, stashed away here. I'm going to go um, down to Brisbane um, or Gold Coast and visit a heap of different manufacturers and see what I can come back with. 
Um, and yeah, I went down there and basically got told with the minimum orders and stuff like that, you can get say a pre-workout in one flavor, one style, and that's basically your whole money, you know, used up. And I was like, oh shit, I really don't want to just come out with one product. Um, and anyway, it was, I was lucky that there was a guy in my uh, group, um, who was very heavily involved with, um, a manufacturer in Brisbane and, um, yeah, that we, we connected and got in touch and yeah, they were both fathers as well. The, the owners of that business and only a couple of years older than, than me. And, um, yeah, we, we got to form a relationship both professionally and, you know, very, you know, good friendship one now as well. Um, and be able to bring that to life. So we sort of sidetracked the, the one pre-workout and one flavor and launch with 10 flavors across four different product lines and, you know, really spent a good six months working with their food scientists and food techs to, you know, develop a product that I didn't want to, you know, and this is probably the biggest misconception that we're sort of facing at the moment is our name. You know, we're the Fit Dad Lifestyle we offer Fit Dad's Fuel. But this product was actually designed for dads for everyday use. So the way I approached it to the food tech when we first went in there was I want a product that is for everyday use. I want an energy product that can be used as a pre-workout, but also can be used, you know, for the dad who is, you know, you have his newborn, keep him up all night. If you're busy day on the tools or the boardroom and he needs that pick me up and the coffee isn't doing it for him anymore. And hydration, same thing. Can be used during workout or as, you know, that performance booster uh, during the day. And the, the rest product, or it was recovery product um, previously known, uh, that's our nighttime formula. So 30 minutes before bed and, you know, that's got the B6 magnesium and zinc in it and it's just made and designed for you to basically just relax. You put the kids in bed, you have it half an hour before bed just like a hot chocolate, um, you know, with warm milk and, um, you know, just let the body unwind and get ready for the next day. There's an activity you can yeah, do for good. that too. <laughs> What's that? Sorry? There's an activity you can do for that too, you know. Just to, yeah, but just then to you need energy and... just before it. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask as well, obviously you've spoken about, you know, your routine in the mornings um, from a physical wellness point of view. What do you do... Um, for like any mental wellness escape? How do you look after your brain? Yeah, so I've dealt with a few mental health issues, you know, previously, um, of which, you know, we won't go into there, but um, I I find just keeping fit and healthy is, you know, like all all the gym is my escape. And I find that's the best thing that works best in my mental health is just being fit you know, and, and healthy and and I don't mean, you know, I don't follow chicken and broccoli, eat six meals a day, like I'm very balanced with my nutrition. I'm you know, I've eaten forty six kilos of Easter eggs over the weekend, just like everyone else. I've had beers with friends and you know, had a palmy the other day and pizza homemade pizza last night. Like I I'm all eighty percent I eat well or I eat well when it's in my control. But at the same time I also, you know, won't hold back on having a beer with the boys or you know, having a beer at dinner or whatever the case is or if the kids have got some, you know, chips or candy or whatever, I'm, I'm going to hold back. And I think that's the beauty of me being able to maintain this lifestyle. And what we sort of really try and preach is what I'm doing now and the way that I'm going about 
living my lifestyle in regards to the training and you know, my nutrition, I can sustain for the next 20 years. I don't need to make any drastic changes. I don't need any crazy yo-yo diets. I don't need to, you know, shred up for this holiday I'm going on and, you know, carb load and water deplete myself just to look good. I can just maintain this with, with no real issues. And, you know, yeah, I have got the experience and I have got the backs story of, I guess, you know, the military and the fitness businesses. And But I can also blow out just as well as anyone else. So, it's, um, yeah, I think that's probably been uh, the best thing you know, that I can do on a daily. Um, I also have done trauma release therapy. I think it's called TRT. Um, so one of, one of my physios at the time was a master coach in it. I think she traveled to New Zealand or America or maybe both to do a few courses in it. And um, it's basically putting yourself in stress positions like a squat hold or a plank and then basically holding that position and then reliving different experiences that, have obviously, you know, put you in that position in the first place um, and your body, basically putting your body in some sort of convulsing sort of stage and I found that really good um, and it's also, you know, it comes when you when you do the course uh, with, with your instructor, it, you can actually do that either in your bed or beside the bed before you hop in as well and that really helps release some of that tension throughout the body and, and reset that neural pathway from, you know, the brain, you know, to whatever other injuries you may have or, you know, um, also from a neurology point of view as well. Wow, that's really interesting. Never heard of that before. That's crazy. That sounds yeah, so painful. Um, I highly recommend it. Yeah, uh, it, it is. But, I, yeah, I, I really found it to be, um, yeah, if anyone's struggling with anything mental health or anything, even even physical injuries, um, tra- uh, trauma release therapy or trauma release therapy, TRT, uh, if you type that in Google, you'll definitely be able to find something. Nice. And uh, just before we round round out our, our our chat, before we get to the fun stuff, um, wanted to bring it back to your family and, and um, you and your partner. Are there certain things that you do together um, outside of kids to keep your sanity? Are there things you like to do, like like exercise or things like that together? Yeah, definitely. So we're both very active. Um, my wife, she's absolutely superhuman. Uh, she, you know, does so much. For, for the family and even the business and, and like I said because I still have been travelling um, I've probably spent most of this year in America she's been holding the fort back here and also running the warehouse and stuff like that so um, you know the things that we like to do every Sunday um, is family hike so we wake up and you know go for a hike or go to the beach or go you know for a ski ride it's something active outdoors anyway so that's sort of our weekly ritual um, and it might only be 20 minutes it's we try and choose something that the kids can actually do um, and where they're going to enjoy it. You know, it's never anything that is ridiculous or, or too extreme that like we choose, you know, little mountains that might only take 10 minutes to walk up. But enough for them to feel like they're getting something out of it. Um, and, yeah, we live on a couple of acres. So we're, you know, got basketball courts here, home gyms set up there, um, you know, motorbikes and all that good stuff. So we're always down the back and just keeping outdoors as much as possible and keeping the family active lovely nice one right I think uh, we're, we're stuck for time with you this, tonight Leroy we, uh, we know you're a very busy man so um, thanks so much for opening up about your, your fatherhood journey and um, sharing and 
sharing with us. Um, but now it's time to share a bit of shit dattery. So we'll introduce you to that in a moment. Right, I think uh, now it is time to lighten it up a little bit. Not that it was dark, but the, we'll, we'll do a bit of fun stuff and we'll go with a bit of the dad quiz. Um, it's probably our second favourite part of the show. I can probably speak on behalf of the boys when I say that. But um, yeah, so we're all going to ask you a few questions and uh, just answer with the first thing that comes to your head. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hope to get a bit of uh, good chew from you. So we'll kick it off with Dave when you're ready. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, Leroy, so... Uh, when your kid takes ages on the toilet, what should a dad say? Hurry up, I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. I uh, would have also accepted, did you fall in? Um, all right, what should a dad do before anything with a stud finder? Uh, make sure his kid hasn't stolen batteries for his remote control car. <laughs> Oh, great. Oh. oh, that's gold. When uh, when a dad ties down a load I to the today, f- I, I went to something and, you know, I went to find something today and it was like those big, like, I think D batteries or whatever they are. And anyway, I, whatever I was using had about six of them. And I was like, where, the ba- where are these batteries? And I opened this thing up and the screwdriver was next to it. The screw was over there. The case was over there. And the... <laughs> Lo and behold, go in the other room and there's a big like Hot Wheels car set up. And, you know, all those <laughs> You've been stitched up hard there. Um, all right, when a dad ties down a load to the four wheel drive or the trailer, what is the throwaway comment? I actually read. It. I think this was on one of them dad jokes today. It was like, um, is, it, is it tied down or I uh, tied down that good or something like that? I, I'm not sure. What it was, I actually, I think that was one of the ones that Dan shared yesterday. <laughs> well, um, we'll accept. Yeah. yeah, go on. You, you got it. It came to you. No, oh, no, that's all right. That's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, when your kid hurts themselves, what should a dad say to soften the blow? Usually, it's like an arm Can or a leg. Yeah, wipe it off. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Amputate it. It's uh, don't cry if there's no yeah. blood and all that sort of gear. Hundred <laughs> percent. They actually don't cry unless it's blood. Like it can be as bad as you know. Like if there's a bit of blood there, like a speck, they'll cry and think it's the worst thing. But you know, if they have a worse fall, you know, five times worse than what they did, and there's no blood, they're like just carry on. <laughs> Walk it off, big guy. Um, when you're, when you're approaching an address in the car that you've never been to, what do you do with the radio? Definitely turn it down so you can concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, when you're finished mowing the lawn or working in the garden, what's the first thing that you've got to do when you're finished? Have a beer. Yeah. He's, he's, right. he's redeeming himself he is he's going full dad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's one way a dad can and probably should annoy his kids how do you annoy the kids um, it's definitely not your dad jokes <laughs> yeah I don't really know how I I, I, I annoy my eldest it's probably what I annoy the most by beating them in basketball 
but when he's been a little shit and you know we always have games every day out there and uh, you know as as a dad we all let our kids you know win we, we get so close and they always get that last shot to, to win the game but when he's been a little shit or he's really pissed off that day it, you'll beat him like 20 love and just like really throw it down <laughs> so, I don't know if that's annoying the no, kids good. just sort of put them back in their place <laughs> kick them all their down yeah. <laughs> yeah. well yeah I think it it just sort of puts that authority back and you're like oh, you need to practice more tomorrow if you want another game it's like <laughs> Uh, and what noise does a dad make when they either stand up or sit down? Yeah, no. No grunting? <laughs> no. I don't. He's just too <laughs> fit. Oh, he's no, he's, he's way just, too fit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, way too yeah. short. <laughs> Standing up, sitting down, no problems there. <laughs> us, us average dads yeah. here, yeah. We, we grunt and groan yeah. every time we stand up. It must we, come with a dad board. Or we, or we yeah, click. My ankle clicks. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> you can hear me coming. <laughs> Leroy hasn't had a carb since 1993. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, I have the clicking and the, the groaning, but I never say it. That's really what's wrong. <laughs> All right, uh, what's your go-to daddy dinner for the average dad? Or what is a go-to dinner? Mate, the only thing that I will go to and cook, if I get asked to cook, and my wife does, Ninety-eight percent of the cooking is a spag bowl. It is yes. just yes. go to every every single time. Yeah, correct. Okay. Dinner, breakfast, and lunch the next yeah. day. Yeah, good. You can't go wrong with a <laughs> spag yeah, bowl. Yeah, or, or just a, a steak on the barbie, and that's it. I'm not doing any salad. I'm not doing any salad. Just the meat on the barbie, and that's it. <laughs> A little, a nice little go-to daddy dinner. The kids absolutely love. For us, is the uh, the old bunning snag, except the homemade bunning snag. It's great. Just sausage. Yeah, the kids are like sausage on bread. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> our kids hate sausage and bread. I don't know why, but pesto pasta. They would live on that for the rest of their life if they could. Nice. Yeah, that's a favourite for ours. We also would have accepted shit on a stick. <laughs> what's a uh, what's the textbook throwaway comment when making small talk with other school dads or husbands of your wife's friends? Um, how was work? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yep. that'll do. Yeah, yep. how was work? What's yeah. your, who's your footy team? <laughs> yeah, I can't really interact with too many. Yeah, our kids do homeschool now. Um, what? We're, we've got them doing homeschool. Yeah, sick. Because we're looking. You know, to travel and move over to states a bit, and you know, with the whole everything has obviously happened. Um, yeah, it's it's actually you know we get our whole day done, and we still follow the Queensland curriculum like through a third party. We you know buy all the education and information, and um, it's done an hour and a half, even less some days. Um, and that's getting weeks ahead of where you're meant to be. Um, and when, when you think about school and you think about the recess, the Assemblies, the, the sport, the musical class for the instruments that you'll never use, and all this drama and all this other stuff that you know you think about what you actually need in, I guess, real life, and you know the end of it. And obviously, it's age dependent. Our kids are in, you know prep in grade three, but um, yeah, we, it, it works for us and it works for the lifestyle. And it means that we can go out and do stuff during the day and and do a lot more things. And, and, you know, get that family time. Like, if I leave the warehouse at lunchtime, I can have an afternoon with kids every day of the week if I want. Um, and then most weeks I do that. So That's awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Great balance. Good family balance. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Well, that's, um, that wraps up our, our dad quiz. How do you think it went, mate? 
Mate, I reckon it's an epic fail. <laughs> I, need, I need to um, start studying. I, I need to follow a few dad jokes. Yeah, you need to start. Yeah, just kick on with the shit dad podcast, mate. You'll be fine. And uh, <laughs> start remembering some of those jokes your friend sends you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now let's uh, let's move on to a bit of this. Shit dad moment of the week. All <laughs> oh, right. Uh, so we know that you've uh, you've got to run off in a sec, but before you go, we wanted to know if you had any shit dad moments that you wanted to share with the listeners. Obviously, this is one of our favourite segments. Uh, any any uh, good stories to tell? Yeah, so I actually spoke to Nick briefly today because I was like thinking, what what is a shithead moment? And then you know he gave me a few examples of. Um, so I reckon it was it was back in you know 2013. Our, our eldest was I don't even know. Let, let's say a few months old. Um, you know, wife obviously breastfeeding, so it was one of the first nights with the bottle. Um, and it was her, she needed a night out or it was a hen's party or a girl's night or whatever was going on. And um, anyway, she went out for the night and it was me and Bub alone basically for the first time. Um, so I, I'd been listening to all the songs, like, like all these sleep songs that would magically work with her, you know, straight away. And I was singing all these and I was getting frustrated. I was getting angry. Nothing was working. Baby screaming. I was going red about to yell you know and um, anyway I put the baby on the bed need to have a shower I don't know I don't know if I was just having a shower because it, you know before bed or whatever or the baby spewed you know whatever it was anyway went for a shower baby in the middle of bed pillow fort all around there's nothing you know it, it's three months old it's not even rolling over yet like it just somehow like an hour at the time was basically right there so the shower was looking at the bed baby managed to fall off the bed and I was like oh fuck, what is going on like the, the, it was already screaming crying I couldn't console it the songs weren't working the dancing wasn't working wasn't taking the bottle anyway I had to as as much as I didn't want to have the message the message baby's just falling off the bed he's fine but he won't stop crying and he hasn't eaten any bottle so her night got cut short uh, first night out, you know, hen's party or best friend, whatever was going on, and um, yeah, I think that was probably the first, and definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't have been the last. But um, it's probably probably one of the worst ones I can think of. That, that shit, that at its finest, oh, eh? And I think your biggest mistake, yeah. Leroy, was telling the missus. <laughs> oh, I had no other choice. It was either put up with it for four more hours of crying until she got home. Like this was literally like seven o'clock at night but she don't just left for the night and you know hen's party or birthdays you're not getting home till midnight especially you know on your first night out after nine months of pregnancy yeah. and three months of breastfeeding and um yeah so safe to say i don't think i was in the good books that night but once again as soon as she got back and chucked up on the on the boob and you know done a little sleep song it was yeah, within minutes it was back to normal. I was like, just, <laughs> like the steam was going out of my head. Like, yeah. like why is it so hard? Oh, mate, I, I went through that with my first. We refused the bottle. 
no, no matter what yeah. I did. And it was just, yeah, it made the same same thing, crying, crying, crying. It was to the point where it's like, have to text the missus. Sorry, sorry, I'm you've got to come home. <laughs> this is, yeah. Cardinal yeah. sin, boys, cardinal yeah. sin. Right. Um, yeah, and you've even... No, you're right. Sorry, mate. I was going to say, yeah, even putting the kids in the car and, you know, going for a drive and, you know, driving around random streets for half an hour just hoping for the best and that, you know, I don't know how they do it. It's just like that magic touch that, that they have and you're just stressed out to, you know, the marks. Just, yeah, mate, it's, um, it's all fun and games, isn't it? If only man boobs actually worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, mate, there's, there's definitely a few out there. <laughs> right, um, I'm going to kick this one off as well. My, um, I, I have a trigger warning uh, for any parents who have kids in the car. Um, I've got a spoiler alert, so just pause. All right, good, we're fine. So Easter morning, <laughs> as I said, I got greeted with the um, the the smiles with the teeth glued together by chocolate um, when I came in the door from my night shift, and um, she waited. Sorry, the Easter bunny waited till I got home to uh, to go and do the the Easter egg hunt, and um, we were outside, and the kids were running around looking for eggs, and the missus goes, "Oh, there's one more, there's one more," and I was like, uh, "When they finally found it, she pointed to where it was, and when they finally found it, I was like, oh, good hiding spot, mummy," and I was like, "Oh no," and I was like, "Yeah, the Easter bunny." Oh, I real, I had to be quick on the feet there, and I quickly yelled out, "The Easter bunny spoiled you guys this year, didn't he?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" The wife is looking at me with fucking daggers like what have you done like it was all papered over like the cracks were papered over so it's all good i think we i think i got away with that one but holy moly good hiding spot mummy <laughs> that's my shit oh, yeah i think we've all nearly put that up like our kids now see they put their ipads in like spots in the way under them they're trying to catch like Santa and they're trying to catch east mummy the other night and they're like they're onto it and even like that that uh what's that stupid bloody owl thing that they have at, at Christmas time. Oh, it's uh, on the shelf. Oh. Yeah, like, you obviously, you know, 4am when you wake up, you're like, oh, no, the elf, I forgot to do the elf, and you're trying to frantically Google, you know, elf ideas and stuff like that. But one day I didn't realise their iPad was still on, and here's, they've caught me grabbing the elf and going to put oh, it somewhere else. No. They're like, oh, i got this video. I'm like, oh, before you show me, I just need to do something with your iPad. I'm like, Delete. Oh, go yes. delete, delete, delete. I'm like, where's this video? And I'm like, oh, it's just here. Yeah. That's, that's a gold. That's a good shit, Dad moment. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Camo? You got one? Oh, just a quick one for me. Um, was at the playground yesterday with the kids, and um, there was this really, really big platform to get on the ladder to climb up to the, to the slide. It was, it was for big kids, really. Um, I helped my three-year-old get up. She was a bit scared, but she, she got up and she was okay. And there was this other kid there and the mum was um, down below and she wasn't climbing up to help him. So I was like, oh, I'll give him a boost. And I gave him a boost. And, All right, on your way kind of thing. Um, and then he just fell down <sighs> the ladder. He wasn't holding on properly and it landed on the ground. So always, always think about what's worse than dropping your own kid. It's dropping someone else. <laughs> <laughs> He was alright. I said, "Sorry about that." Yeah, yeah. Walk it off, big guy. Oh, kid, kids bounce. We know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, mine's, mine's a, a shit friend dad moment. Uh, similar to you, Cam. Wasn't a friend of yours, but I had, uh, had a mate over the other day, just me and the new one, and just in the driveway easement. I've never had to worry about putting a beer down with my young one. 
ever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter at all. Just put it down, whatever. Doesn't touch it. Next minute, walk off to help my little one. I turn around. There's a neighbour yelling at him. He's like, no, 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 don't drink that. Anyway, it was Bentley's kid picking up my beer. <laughs> <laughs> Taught him well. So, yeah, looking after <laughs> yep, looking after the other kids too. Got to stay hydrated, mate. It's a hot day. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. Yeah, both our eyes were off our kids. So yeah, we were just we were doing well. Me and Dave were just standing there having a yarn. <laughs> oh, that's good. Awesome. So look, that um that wraps up our chat with you, Leroy, mate. We we really do appreciate your time tonight. Um, we understand how busy you are. Um, it's it's absolutely unreal. Um, I'll call out there to all of our listeners too to make sure you jump on and listen to Leroy's. Uh, podcast himself and to get yourself on to the fit dad fuel as i said um great energy um you know during our month of uh you know well-being for ourselves i, I lived on them and i've lost you know lots of kilos because you just gave me that energy to get up in that morning so listeners get out there jump on and for the fitness gear to help with this fitness you know the fit dad fuel um our smashing fibers code of uh free shit at checkout and enjoy that free shit that comes with it we're gonna have to get a fdf Promo code. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, they will have a promo code by the time it goes live. You can chuck in the show notes. So. <laughs> nice, mate. Look, again, thanks very much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Uh, you got any uh, lasting no dad advice, mate? Uh, stop comparing yourself to others. Um, you know, compare yourself to the dad that you were yesterday and be 1% better than that moving forward. And that's all you need to worry about if you want to keep swimming at five old. That's yeah, a golden right. nugget. Oh, that's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Cam? You got any lasting yeah, advice, mate? Yeah, don't drop other people's kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. All right. Thanks so much, Leroy, mate. And uh, to our listeners in the week ahead, be the safety net for your kids, not the loaded gun. Hide when they're annoying, just like Leroy, but still have some fun. Work on your dad bod. Don't be an angry sod. And when the shit hits the fan, be there for them. Don't run for the kids.